Hi friend, welcome back to the Let's Talk Wildlife podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in to listen. I appreciate it a lot. This episode, (laughs) if you know me or you follow my personal Instagram account, you'll know why I have chosen this animal and why I love it so much. I cannot even express my love for this species. I (laughs) think that they are one of the most incredible, interesting animals. And it's, it's not even because they have some really cool skill or trait. They are just well, first off, they're adorable, so <laughs> that that's something, but they are just incredible and they're really cool and I'm really, really, really excited to share um, some facts and talk a little bit about this animal for today's episode. So welcome to the Let's Talk Wildlife podcast. Let's dive straight into the capybara. So our little friend, the capybara, is a giant rodent. It's actually the largest living rodent. It is related to guinea pigs and rock caveys. They are semi-aquatic, inhabiting or being native to South America. They live for roughly about seven years in the wild. Captivity can double their lifespan, living to about 12 to 14 years Their size varies. The females are typically heavier than the male capybara. The adults come in at about three to four feet in length and stand at about 20 to 25 inches, weighing in at around 35 to 70 kilograms. So they can sometimes weigh as much as a human, which is crazy. I think the first time I mentioned the capybara to a friend and they were expecting, because I mentioned it was a rodent, they were expecting, you know, just a small, typical rodent that, because I mean, when I first think of a rodent, I think of rats and mice and they were expecting a small animal. Capybara is not small in any way, shape or form. (laughs) I believe the heaviest recorded capybara was weighing in at 91 kilograms and it was a female in Brazil. There was also a male recorded in at 74 kilograms and that was in Uruguay. So they are not small in any way but trust me they are still so so very adorable in their own way. They have partially webbed feet uh, making them very excellent swimmers They have three rear toes and on their front legs, they have four toes. Their nostrils, their ears and their eyes are situated on the top of their head. And this is because they are first off semi-aquatic. So they spend a lot of their time in bodies of water, but also they can hold their breath for up to five minutes. So this really helps and also to hide and stay out of the sight well, out of plain sight of predators, they can hide the majority of their body and just have their tiny little 
heads poking up out of the water. So it is a survival technique in some way. The beautiful capybara inhabits South America in dense forests and they need water to keep their skin moist so they can't by themselves produce oils on their skin. So they need that water um, as well as when they are on land, their fur is very brittle and it dries extremely quick. The capybara is a herbivore, meaning that their diet consists of grasses, aquatic plants, fruit, and sometimes tree barks. They do not hold back on how much they eat in a day. This can range from two to three kilograms and their diet varies uh, in seasons. So their summer plants that they eat in the summer lose their nutritional value for the winter time. So they do not eat those plants in winter. So it really depends on which season it is and what plants they are consuming. The capybara's jaw hinge is not perpendicular. So they will actually chew their food uh, by grinding back and forth rather than side to side like other animals. <laughs> They are also coprophagous, meaning that they eat their own feces. There is a good reason behind this and why they consume this. The capybara will consume its feces as a source of bacterial gut flora. It also helps digest cellulose uh, from the grasses that they eat and it also plays another part in extracting the maximum amount of proteins and vitamins for the capybara. The capybara also will regurgitate their food. Uh, so this just means that they bring their swallowed food back up into their mouth again. So this trait is seen in a lot of different animals. Uh, cows do this. So it's actually called cud chewing. So it's just a portion of food that they will return back so that it goes to their stomach the first time around. They will bring it back up to their mouth to be chewed for a second time. Then it will go back down to be fully digested. I think chewing cud produces some type of saliva and I believe I'm not 100% qualified in cows so I'm not too sure how it works but I think it is really important for controlling some sort of acidity but should probably do a bit more research in that but I believe that is why cows chew their cut. Like other rodents the capybara's teeth continuously grow. Now just like us humans the capybara also they don't have the capacity to produce or synthesize their own vitamin c so this is why they have to eat a high amount of fruits and well their diet has to consist of a high number of vitamin c we humans will eat fruits and vegetables to get the best sources of vitamin c for us so unfortunately just like humans as well if a capybara does not have enough vitamin c in their bodies they can unfortunately develop scurvy humans are also prone to to scurvy as well. So a lot of 
capybaras in captivity will be supplemented vitamin C, which is a good thing. Very, very good thing. Apart from scurvy being able to kill capybaras, they do have quite a fair few of predators. So they have jaguars, pumas, caimans, and even anacondas. So I can typically watch and I like watching animal documentaries and obviously prey and predators, it's an, it's a normal thing. Nature gets messy, animals eat animals, it is completely normal and that is how life works. But <laughs> the one animal that I find so difficult to watch being eaten or being preyed upon is the capybara. I remember there was a documentary and it was an anaconda in Venezuela hunting the capybara and I just I couldn't bring myself to watch it for some reason the capybara just has a really special place in my heart and I find it so difficult to watch them get hurt there are Facebook pages and Instagram pages that I'm a part of for the capybara I absolutely adore these creatures and I know it's a part of life and it happens every day. It's happening right now as we speak to the capybara where they live. It's it's normal. It's a it's a part of life. But I, I definitely have a very soft spot for the capybara. Fortunately, though, they are quite agile on land, and they can their top speed is around thirty to thirty eight kilometers. So that's a good thing. That gives me hope for the capybara that they can survive and quickly get away from any predators. The capybara are known to be gregarious, so they are very social and they can live in groups of up to 10 to 20 individuals. So I think it can even get to like over 50. I believe that's in like either the breeding season or the winter season, but they're very social. They make a lot of vocal noises. They bark, they whistle, they can squeal. And something really cool is each each noise has a different significant meaning. Uh, so every sound means either one, the bark could be danger, the squirrel could be something to do with mating or in the breeding season. So that is really cool. And they live in social groups. So you know what? I feel like the capybara is so underrated and doesn't get enough appreciation so I'm so glad that I can have a conversation about this animal and hopefully you can all learn a little bit about them and if you didn't know about the capybara and now you do that makes me so happy because <laughs> they are absolutely incredible. So the capybara is uh, not a threatened species, so yay, some good news. <laughs> Finally, I think every species of animal we have talked or spoken about in the past few episodes have unfortunately either been endangered or threatened, but the capybara is not. So that is really great news. We should all be happy about that. Little happy dances. <laughs> uh, unfortunately, though, they are hunted for their meat, just like really any animal, and they also get close to farms and livestock so when that happens the farmers will typically get rid of the capybara in order to uh, 
prevent their livestock from going without their food, which they also consume grass, which the capybara also does, so they bump heads there. But they are not threatened, so that's really good. And the capybara breed rapidly. They are really quick and have, I think they have about four per litter, and they their like gestation period is about five months. So if they're, you know, five months, that's so they're having two separate litters in a year, that's already eight just to one female. So they breed quite rapidly. Another reason to love the capybara is animals absolutely love them. You will see um, either birds or honestly, I know caimans hunt capybara, but there will be times that you can see a capybara and a caiman just hanging out together, doing their thing, not being phased at all. They are social within their own species, but also outside of the capybara species and animals will use them as taxis and get rides on their backs. It is adorable. It is really cool. And they're quite, I wouldn't say that they are in a way used to humans, but they do live in environments around busy areas with humans and they haven't been known to attack or they're pretty docile they're pretty chilled and laid back and obviously if they're uncomfortable they're going to flee but humans get pretty close to them without the capybara being bothered at all which is pretty cool because it is it's a nice thing when we can get close to our wildlife and we can study them and just see how they are in their natural environment because then we can get so much more of an appreciation for them and it really is fantastic. Just the capybara in general is absolutely incredible. (laughs) They actually provide a lot of value to the ecosystem, add to part of the food chain and they're just incredibly interesting and they add so much wonder to us humans and just so much curiosity. I was fortunate enough to, I got to interact and hold a baby capybara. So it was at Wildlife HQ up at the Sunshine Coast. And if you ever are in that area or you get the chance to visit Wildlife HQ, I highly, highly recommend. So I seen his name was Chip and I got to interact with him I think it was December of last year. So quite a while ago now, he will definitely not be a baby anymore. He will be pretty full grown by now. He will be too big to hold, I think that's for sure. So I believe Chip's mother was at another uh, wildlife sanctuary and she had Chip Unfortunately, she could not produce enough milk, so baby capybaras rely on their mother's milk for the first couple of months, and Chip's mum was not producing enough, so Chip was underdeveloped and he wasn't getting the nutrients that he needed to start a healthy life. So Wildlife HQ took him in, they transferred him over there, and now they can track him, they can monitor him, he is healthy now, he is obviously I think when I seen him, he was three months old. So he will be eight months old by now. So that's absolutely incredible. And I like following the Wildlife HQ 
uh, social media pages so I can keep track of how he's doing. But it's fantastic that humans can take that initiative and help our wildlife. And just like Chip, when we can step in and keep the species going and help Chip and keep him surviving, it is absolutely incredible. Wildlife HQ also has a sun bear, which we can get to in an, to another episode, but I believe his parents were um, in cages in, it's a different country, I forget which country it is, but they were in cages locked in just like alleyways. So then they shipped them over, I think it was the mother, and she had the sun bear that is now in Wildlife HQ. So it's not just about taking animals from the wild, from their natural habitats and locking them up in captivity. It's about what we can do to help them and help the species and that one individual, how we can keep their life going and give them the greatest life with so much love. And that's what Wildlife HQ has done with Chip and also the sun bear. Otherwise, that sun bear would have had the same the same outcome, the same destiny as their as his parents locked up in cages. But now he he's not. He has loads of room. He has so much love. I think they celebrate his birthday every year and he gets gifts and presents. So it is so wonderful to see and makes me very happy. But definitely check out Wildlife HQ if you are anywhere in the Sunshine Coast area. But that concludes episode five, guys. I had so much fun recording this episode. Again, capybaras are just absolutely incredible. And if you did not know about capybaras, I hope you do now and you've learned a little bit. And again, definitely check out Wildlife HQ. They have a ton of rescued wildlife as well. So it's fantastic. Thank you so, 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 so much from the bottom of my heart for tuning in to episode five. I cannot wait for future episodes. I'm having so much fun. This has been a, a dream of mine for so long and it's just, it's so much fun. And even when I'm just sat in like moments of stillness and quiet by myself, I think about how much I've achieved and it's scary producing something like this and sharing it with friends and strangers and knowing that people are listening and judging and giving feedback it's just, it's a scary feeling and I'm so, so happy and glad that I overcame that, I guess, worried, scared kind of mindset and jumped straight in because it is possibly the greatest and best thing that I have done and it makes me so happy to record and to study and to be out with the wildlife and to know that I can go out and track wildlife and see them and then come back and tell you guys about it and I've even interacted with a lot of you that are in the same field or you're studying biology or you just have a passion for wildlife as well and it's really fun to hear your stories and to have conversations outside of the podcast so thank you so much for all your support and I will be seeing you guys this time next week.